0: I'm J.L. Fields, the host of the weekly radio program, Easy Vegan. I need you. I need monthly supporters to help me continue to bring vegan messages to airwaves and to podcatchers everywhere. When you support me on a monthly basis for as little as a dollar. You could get anything from a weekly email from me to an entire meal plan for you, maybe even an online cooking lesson. Go to easyveganradio.com to learn more. Welcome to Easy Vegan. I'm your host, J.L. Fields. This is episode 135, coming to you from Colorado Springs, part of the Studio 809 Collaborative, and also airing on 103.5 LPFM in Janesville, Wisconsin, and of course, as a podcast. If you have 134 shows to catch up on, there's one easy place to do that, easyveganradio.com. Today, we are talking about travel. Are you a new vegan? Seasoned vegan, going to a country you've never visited before, maybe an airport you haven't found yourself in yet, and you're wondering, where is the vegan food? Well, our guest today is going to help out with all of those questions. Years ago, Kim Giovacco combined her two passions of travel and veganism into the vegan tour and travel company Veg jaunts and Journeys. Her love of travel led her to obtain her Bachelor of Arts in Geography, and she has traveled independently to 40 countries. In its first full year in business, all Veg jaunts and Journey tours for 2018 have sold out. Kim also works with vegan honeymooners and families to plan memorable vacations. Additionally, She leads one-day vegan food tours in her home base of Asheville, North Carolina, where she also serves on the board of the Asheville Vegan Society. Welcome to the show, Kim! Thanks so much, JL.
1: I'm thrilled to be here.
0: I'm so thrilled you're here. The minute I met you, well, actually, we have our paths have crossed several times at VegFest because you are right. great about going to VegFest and setting up a booth for Veg Johnson Journeys. And we'd had a few conversations here and there. And uh, the last time we saw each other was, I, we were in Sedona, right? That's right, in January And I think it was then that we started talking about, hmm, I wonder if maybe a vegan tour in Colorado should happen. And you and I started talking, and it's going to happen this summer.
1: Yes, I'm thrilled because um, I actually spent about half of my growing up years in Colorado. What part? I went to high school uh, and junior high where you are. In Colorado Springs and then I went to University of Colorado at Boulder so it's really my second home.
0: Oh wow and you lived in two pretty spectacularly beautiful parts of Colorado. Yes yes and I'm so
1: fortunate that I still have close friends there so I do visit as often as I can. That's
0: awesome and um, you are going to be amazed at the difference in Colorado Springs I think but we're going to get to that shortly. Uh, For our listeners, I, I felt I I want to say I feel bad, but I actually don't feel bad at all that you're going to hear about all of these great tips from Kim and she has no tours for you in 2018. But that's only because she's a victim of her success. Mm -hmm. Um, (laughs) And there will be lots of tours in 2019. And we can uh, maybe you can give us some teasers later. But as most people who listen to this show know, we really like I like to bring guests on who can really help vegans, new vegans, veg curious, kind of explore things that might be new to them as they're going on this. Journey of moving toward a vegan lifestyle. And so I was thrilled that you were available to come and talk to us. It's summertime. People are getting ready for family vacations, girls' weekends, all kinds of trips, bachelorette parties, whatever it might be. And the new vegan almost always is like, oh my gosh, what am I going to do? Where am I going to eat? Does the pillow have feather in it? Uh, All of (laughs) those questions. So I'm thrilled that you're here. And so let's just jump right in. What can a new vegan who is worried about these things um, and they want to keep to their vegan lifestyle, what can they do as a new vegan? They're getting ready to go on a trip.
1: Well. Absolutely. The first thing to use um, once you know where you're going to go is Happy Cow. Mm-hmm. I mean, I just don't think you can live without that. And um, uh, I I, think one thing uh, some people might overlook is that if you click on one of the tabs called Stores and More, you can find... Um, you know other interesting things you might not know about. Sometimes there's vegan accommodations listed on there, or um, groups that are meeting regularly, um, and something like a vegan walking tour might even be listed in that section. So don't neglect to um, check out that tab. It's also sometimes better to start using Happy Cow on the PC because I think it, or or on your your laptop because I think it has more. Um, you know, you can play around with it more on there than you can on the phone um, in terms of even spreading out your radius um, of, of where the restaurants might be. We realized on the phone there seems to be just a 15 mile radius of where you are and you could definitely be missing out some things that are worthwhile to drive
0: to. That's a really good tip because I think I, I first off I didn't know that it had that it was more robust than just sort of like where can I eat within a 10 mile radius but I think that the phone app and people should know I, I think it's three ninety nine dollars now but three ninety nine dollars for this app is totally worth it but I think I got Absolutely. it maybe when it was free I'm not sure years and years ago but when you're walking around and you, you get off the subway or you walk out of an airport it is a great way to find something really close but you're right if somebody's traveling and they're really kind of planning a trip they probably also have google maps open and are probably keeping a word document so that's really good advice to um, use the website which i haven't used in a long time so i'm gonna Mm -hmm. do that too
1: (laughs) yeah there's also a new app called i think it's new it's called air vegan so so far it's pretty much just working domestically Um, And it's not very detailed because you can't see menus, but it will um, show you in just about every airport in the US Where vegan options can be found so it'll list the terminal of the airport and then the name of the restaurant and Then it's even color-coded with green yellow and and red. Okay, so you want to see green That means that there's some good options Uh, so um you know so that's good to know i i do always have at least some snacks with me though because um you just never know i mean even if your um airline has done a good job about providing the vegan meal that you asked for um you know if if you get delayed and for some reason you're on another flight your vegan meal isn't going to be there then Mm. so um i think it's always good to have some snacks um, i've been seeing lately that there's also a lot of confusion over how to request a vegan meal because there's not really a standard when you go onto the website of an airline especially international carriers they're not all described the same way um, so the the standard code is VGML um mm. but if you go on one airline it might say strict vegetarian and that really means vegan like sometimes you won't see the word vegan but there is an option it's just called something else and are we talking
0: more international flights now because like do they even do meals anymore on airplanes in the uh,
1: hardly. yeah hardly maybe if you're flying cross-country they might yeah or first uh, class or business class that. yeah yeah so vgml is the is definitely the code to um, to use and and even you know to call the airline and and make sure um, that they have it in your reservation. That's a good. Um, that's a
0: good tip. Can I go back to something though? So when you mentioned airport friendly snacks, I think people get a lot of conflicting information, and and, and truthfully, a lot of airports are, are not consistent. But sometimes they worry about what they can actually bring in to the airport, like from home. Like some people mm-hmm. have said that they they tried to pack hummus and that hummus was taken away from them, which I still don't understand because that's not liquid. But so I mean, do you have it?
1: Has it? <laughs> to be under three ounces. No. So whatever it is, uh, <laughs> yeah. If it's so, you cannot bring an 8-ounce container of yogurt, wow. which is pretty crazy. You can bring yogurt, but it would need to be less than 3 ounces. Crazy. Wow. Yeah. So, yeah, you okay. know, maybe just avoid that anyway. Then you have to worry about the mess or getting rid of it, you know. Yeah. So, <laughs> um, yeah, so... Uh, it's, you know, it is pretty, it is spelled out pretty well if you go on the tsa.gov website. They give very, very specific examples uh, about what can and can be brought, okay. cannot be brought. Yeah. Cool.
0: I never looked for foods. I always was worried about my health and beauty items. So right. <laughs> okay. So let's move on um, from food. So say someone's um, going to be staying at a hotel, and they w- prefer to have a room that doesn't have a down comforter, which has feathers in it, or have you know feather pillows. How accommodating are hotels to those kinds of requests?
1: That kind of depends on the chain. Mm -hmm. So there's definitely some chains, like I'm pretty sure Holiday Inn is one where it will say that they have a pillow menu. um, And that means that you could ask for foam. Um, Yeah, but unfortunately I don't know other chains off the top of my head. Mm -hmm. Um, I think Kempton would be one as well, which is owned by the same company as Holiday Inn now. Um, So probably a lot of the boutique-type hotels. Um, And I have to say, I haven't really come across down comforters um, because I'm normally you know, staying more at the chains where things are pretty standardized. Right. Well, and for Um, allergens,
0: I think a lot of them are kind of getting rid of them anyway. But I think this is probably also a good time (laughs) to make sure that our listeners don't think that we're saying that you're not a good vegan if you're staying at a hotel that has a feather pillow. (laughs) I think that, um, I mean, I think this is the time where we have to to remind ourselves that we live in the real world and that we do the best that we can. And there might be times when there are obstacles and if there's ever a time for Flexibility. I'm going to guess that it might be when one is traveling. What would you say, Kim?
1: <laughs> yes, definitely. Yeah, there's only so much that you can control. Um, I, I think to make things easier on yourself, if you look for a room that has a refrigerator and a microwave, so it doesn't even have to be, you know, like a room that's a suite, just very often a regular hotel room, um, you know, and if they don't have a refrigerator, just take some things out of the minibar and be careful to put them back yeah. um, so that you can have yogurt or plant milk or whatever you'd like and maybe stay near the grocery store mm-hmm. that might have those options. So I just had a tour um, here to Asheville, North Carolina, which is very vegan friendly. But, you know, it's always a little bit difficult to find breakfast options and one thing in Asheville, the hotels are very, very expensive downtown. So my group stayed at a hotel that was uh, just a mile from downtown that had a shuttle. It was a lot cheaper. And it was in the same shopping plaza as a vegetarian vegan restaurant and a very vegan-friendly grocery store. So, uh, you know, the peop- I didn't stay at the hotel since I live nearby, but my guests on the tour said, yeah the breakfast that came with the hotel was not vegan very vegan friendly Mm -hmm. but they all just walked to the grocery store and stocked up on some items that's a great idea they liked doing that and i know that i would always use that hotel from now on because you know the grocery store opens early in the morning um a lot of times if you have a full day of sightseeing Even if a restaurant's open for breakfast, it might not open until 10 or something. So it doesn't do you much good then. That's true. And I was going to
0: offer another tip too. If if for some reason you can't get... a refrigerator and they don't have a mini bar if they do have the um the ice the ice bucket Mm -hmm. i travel with empty plastic bags so that i can put food in the bags and then submerge them in the ice so that as the ice melts my food doesn't get all gross right right
1: exactly that is a great idea i've been as much as i hate plastic i have been always traveling with plastic bags lately yeah, this Just falls under that we reasons. do the best we can, right? <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> okay, so let, let's move on to you. I follow you and I follow Veg um, Johnson Journeys on Instagram. And you have been taking people on some pretty amazing trips. And I'm wondering if you could tell our listeners, listeners about some of the maybe more exotic places you've been lately. And, and more specifically, the surprising vegan finds uh, when you were there.
1: Yeah, so in April, um, I took a small group for two weeks to Prague, Vienna, and Budapest. And Prague has 45 purely vegan restaurants, which is just unbelievable. Um, About half of them are raw food. I'm not sure how that ended up like that when I tried to find out why there were so many raw restaurants Um, I was pretty much told that it's a new kind of healthy trend. So, hopefully, they'll be sticking around with that. Um, We also, I I specifically booked a hotel that was directly across the street from a business that had probably the biggest Loving Hut um, store, restaurant that I've ever seen. Um, that didn't just have you know their normal Asian food, but all kinds of like cakes that you would find in Eastern Europe. It was incredible. Uh, it was great because they were probably open until nine o'clock at night, and they opened early, so that was a real lifesaver. Uh, even though there were so many restaurants there, it was great to just be able to walk across the street if you wanted to. And right downstairs from Loving Hut, as a separate business there was a completely vegan, um, pretty good-sized health food store. And the same thing in Vienna. Our hotel was a five-minute walk away from a very good-sized, completely vegan store that had you know, a, a deli inside and a bakery, so you could just even have room to eat there. Um, and I think during those two weeks, the best thing that happened was that um i had started a facebook group for the small group that was going on this trip and somehow a woman who lived in budapest found the group and asked if she could join it so i said sure and i started corresponding with her and she then proceeded to invite everyone in our group to her apartment for a four course home cooked vegan hungarian dinner kim that is amazing (laughs) (laughs) and even invited three she works at one of the biggest she works at what's basically the national museum of hungary and she invited three of her work colleagues to join us so there were about 10 people including um she and her husband and our group and it, it was just terrific. It was, you know, really some of the best food that we had in Budapest. I want to and, know what you
0: had. My husband is half Hungarian, so I'm dying to know. Like, like, uh, what?
1: <laughs> made something that was a vegan version of steak tartare. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> and then there was a soup that had peas and carrots in it. Um, I, there was another vegetable dish. And then the dessert was this, like, amazing poppy seed bun cake slash bread pudding oh
0: I'm booking my next flight oh my gosh okay I want you to connect <laughs> me with this woman
1: <laughs> well, she is interested in opening a vegan restaurant with typical Hungarian food so I uh, think she was kind of you know it was also helpful for her because we were like her test market and, and it's just so nice that's so that's great I think that's really the advantage with traveling with a small group is that those kinds of things can happen and also um you know you can just be a lot more flexible you know Love it's, it. it's not like we're we're um using transportation you know like a big 50 person bus i mean we normally are just using public transportation like subways and normally using um trains or buses to get between cities. Well, and that's a
0: great way to to see a new place too. So I know you're not um, announcing your 2019 schedule until later this summer, but any, can you give us any spoilers or something like dream trips?
1: (laughs) I had, I pulled my mailing list and the number one place that came up, which was a little bit surprising to me, but it's fine. I can plan a tour there is Scotland. Ah. So There will be an eight-day tour to Edinburgh and Glasgow Glasgow is extremely vegan friendly I mean, I think it's almost almost rivals London so um, although in Edinburgh, they have a a Completely vegan high tea that happens every day of the week at one of the most expensive hotels there So we will be doing that um There will also be Paris, and uh, which has, I don't know if you know, in just the past couple years, it's become extremely vegan-friendly, almost like they don't want to be left behind. So um, there's vegan walking tours available now, and I'll be working with the local company there so that we can go on some of those. They also have a high tea there at a five-star restaurant. Um, And then... uh, Spain, uh, Barcelona and Madrid and then there will be uh, more about five trips in the US because I know know that not everyone wants to travel overseas um, or if they don't have enough time you know to do a five-day a four-day trip in the U.S. is a really good option. Well, it is. And you have a trip coming up in the U.S. in Colorado
0: in August and or July and August. And Uh we need to let everyone know that is actually sold out. But I I think it'd be really fun for you just to to tell people what is going to happen on that trip, just to give them an idea of the kinds of activities that you plan on these trips. Do you want to talk through Colorado real quick?
1: Yes, I love this trip so much because it's only four days, but we're doing so many different things. You are. (laughs) The first day of the tour will start with um, the second day of the two-day Colorado Fest. So people can just fly in, and it's very easy for them to take public transportation from the airport in Denver, to a five-minute walk from the VegFest. So it couldn't be any easier than that. And then we'll be going to um, a beautiful mountain town outside of Boulder, um, which isn't too far away. And that mountain town has a terrific food co-op where the entire bakery happens to be vegan. So no problem with breakfast options there. And then we're going to go to, you know, just enjoy some of the mountain scenery and and activities in the Boulder area, and then have a private tour at Love and Arms Sanctuary. Yay! And then we'll be going down to Colorado Springs. Yay! For beautiful <laughs> scenery and for a cooking class with you, which will be just awesome. I'm so excited about that. And to check out all the new vegan places in Colorado Springs, which is just, I think in the two days that we're there, I'm not even sure we're going to have time to get to all of them. So it's a really good problem to have. And I, I just think we're it has such a vegan focus and only four days it just could not have worked out more perfectly
0: i'm thrilled and and really all of that boom of our vegan restaurants in colorado springs is how you and i got to talk every time i would see you i'd go oh my gosh another vegan restaurant opened up and then all of a sudden you were like we need to come to colorado springs (laughs) and i'm like Yes, I'll teach a class. So, I mean, I just think it's such a great example of a way to experience a state or some cities that you don't normally know. And you get to find out what the vegan scene is like there, which I think is super, super clever. Um, But I do want to just switch gears a little bit because we're, I can't believe this. We have a few more minutes. But one thing I wanted to, you know, some people I think prefer to be a bit of an independent traveler. So maybe when they're hearing about this, they're like, oh, I don't do well with groups. What if people drive me nuts? I can, right. you know I I don't like to like crowdsource decisions are are can you help the independent traveler like if my husband and I have a dream vacation or or want to go to Budapest is that something that you can do as part of your your business?
1: Yes, definitely. So, in addition to some of the resources that we talked about before, another really good thing to do is to check out the um the Facebook, the vegan Facebook group that might exist in that um Destinations and the meetup groups so that you can get some ideas of what's happening and see if you might be able to join them for something. Um, And then people will be talking about restaurants and events in those groups. Um, And then, yeah, I mean, people, well, there's so many great vegan travel bloggers to follow. So if you have a destination in mind, like one of the very big groups is called Vegan Travel and there's a search bar as you know on facebook so you can just plug in some destinations and all the conversations that have been happening about those places will come up and people just have so many recommendations it's it's almost overwhelming um or lots of times people will say oh i'm trying to decide between these three different places you know who has experience there so I keep track of a lot of that stuff. I've been keeping electronic files uh, just for decades, really. <laughs> so uh, all those are at my fingertips. Um, if, if people need some ideas, I put some of them up on my website. Um, and you know I also have partner trips available on my website um, for tours that I like. I'm not into adventure travel but I know of people that are doing vegan adventure tours. So I've listed those on my site um, so people can get ideas. And you know, also I know which cruise lines are vegan friendly and which ones definitely are not. And um, I keep a list of tour companies that um, You know, unfortunately, well, I keep a list of the ones that I know that are not doing any animal exploitation whatsoever. Oh, that's great. That's a great resource. So, um, yeah, because those, you know, there there are tour operators, but that doesn't mean that you're deaf. If you work with one of those companies, it doesn't mean you're actually going on a tour. They also help people independently. That's great. Well, I have to tell you, we have less than a minute left.
0: And the one last question that I wanted to ask you was, this is actually all relatively new for you, this business, this vegan travel business. So I'm wondering for for folks who are passionate about something and passionate about being vegan and are thinking about a way to combine those things into a profession, any one or two tips that you might share about how you jumped into this new career for yourself?
1: I would say don't wait, I mean for me it worked out well because I still had a good salary when I started this, when I had the idea and so for um, quite a while it was in the planning phase I was just able to have it be kind of a side business and then when my um, previous job ended where I had been for 18 years I felt pretty ready to do this full time Um, And it's worked out really, really well. Um, uh, I'm lucky in that in my previous position, I did a lot of travel planning for high-level government people. I was actually working for the government of Singapore and um, really learned a lot about attention to detail and that type of thing. And, and, that's, and got a lot of exposure.
0: That's great. So you are doing a, what I share with a lot of people when I give them advice is take what you already know how to do and see if there's a way to turn that into what you want to do from a vegan perspective. And right. if you if you can't, quit your job right now try it in the evenings try it on the weekends. so you just reinforced everything that I've always believed (laughs) and how I started my own business and you did too congratulations on the wild wild success of Veg Johnson Journeys we'll have links in the show notes Kim Giovaco, thank you so much for joining us on Easy Vegan
1: thank you so much Dale and I look forward to seeing you soon
0: Sign me up for Budapest. Sign me up for Prague. How exciting is this? Speaking of travel, I'm hitting the road. I will be in New York City next week teaching at the Main Street Vegan Academy. I'll be in LA next weekend at the Animal Rights Conference, and then I will be at VegFest Colorado July 28th and 29th. I'm excited to try all the vegan things wherever I'm going and plan ahead. August 18th and 19th, I'll be in Durham at the Triangle VegFest traveling is getting so much easier. You guys don't let it bog you down. It's actually pretty easy. See what I did there? Come back next week. This show is Easy Vegan and we call it that for a reason. We actually don't think it's that complicated. We just want to help out a little bit. Come back next week.